Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. Wow, it's already November. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's wild. Coming off of Halloween weekend. Mm. Ty, how was your Halloween weekend? It was alright. Just, just kind of relaxed. Went to my parents that Friday night. What'd you do on Halloween itself? Not a damn thing. Honestly forgot it was Halloween. Had people knock at the door. We didn't have candy. Turned off all the lights. <laughs> um, so in honor of Halloween weekend, we were reviewing what I was told was not a scary movie mm. and was lied straight to my face. I I was under the impression it was not. Last night in Soho, starring the likes, An- Anya Taylor-Joy, Thomason McKenzie, Matt Smith, among others. Um, we're going to review that. I'm going to talk about my horrible experience mm. um, because I'll tell you something. It was a horrible experience, Ty. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know. I don't know what to say right now. I'm kind mm. of upset with you. Uh, I will say the very first thing is drama in the category. And then it says horror, but then it says mystery. I thought it was like a drama mystery thriller. I was unaware of the horror aspect. Let's get into the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. John Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't go so good. I'm not fucking leaving. An aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. But the glamour is not all that it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something darker. I thought I was going to say not all that it appears, and then I was not prepared for the to be after that. Did it say wannabe singer? Aspiring fashion is where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. She was pretty good at singing. I don't think she's a wannabe singer. Wannabe stage singer. Wannabe performer. Well, she performed. So what does she want to be? She wants to be a wannabe professional singer. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. No, she performed. Um, Based in foggy London town. Yeah. Um, Starring two girls who looked very similar. I couldn't tell them apart half the time. Yeah, I think that was intentional, but... But even before they changed, like, hair color, like, I was like, damn, these girls look alike. But, yeah, you're right. Intentional. Yeah. Um, Directed by Edgar Wright. 
um, Baby Driver, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Shaun of the Dead. Um, none of these movies. Well, I guess Shaun of the Dead's kind of scary, but it's like a funny scary. None of these movies are like this movie, and maybe that's why I wasn't expecting horror. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely his first pilgrimage into the uh, the horror uh, genre, and it is one of my first pilgrimages into <laughs> the uh, the horror genre. Pilgrimages. Um, in my life, I mean, I've only seen uh, one horror movie, and that was the movie Devil, which, you know what, Ty? That's the elevator one, right? Yeah, you know what? Don't look that up on Rotten Tomatoes, please, because I just thought of something. Okay. Um, <laughs> not looking it up. <laughs> um, and I, I just, I, I was looking up how scary the movie was, reading articles. I read an article that was like, should you bring your kids to this movie? That's the level I was at. And it was like, oh, it's not too bad. Just a few jump scares. And let me tell you something, Ty. And I've just got to be fully transparent before we review this movie. And we're only reviewing a movie today, so it might be a shorter pod. Is um, I watched about the last 20 to 30 minutes, 20 minutes of this movie um, with my eyes closed and my ears plugged. <laughs> so you didn't watch the last 20 to 30 minutes. I, I heard what was happening through my earplugs. Got it. So I, I know the plot. I, I know the plot. I, I, just... I have a fantastic picture of you just, just <laughs> hands covering your face, hiding from the movie in your theater seat. I literally screamed twice. We were the only people in the theater. They locked the doors at Civic because we went at 8 o'clock. And, like, I don't know. It was, just, it was eerie already. I swear I kept hearing people moving. And I there was two jump scares. And I legitimately screamed both times. And I'm happy we were the only ones in the theaters because I don't think I would have held it back if there was other people there. I was also at Civic, but at 7. So we were there at the same time. Were you by yourself? No, there was other people. Not a single person screamed. I so I the first time I screamed was uh she's in the nightmare spoiler one of the nightmares and uh she goes to hit the alarm clock and then she hits the alarm clock and I stop covering my eyes I'm like yeah. okay I'm good and then the guy comes back I said just kidding I fucking screamed and then <laughs> the second time I screamed is after another one of her nightmares I I uncover my eyes again and she was back designing her dress and her mannequin turned into the girl yeah. And I literally screamed and was like, oh, 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 my God. Oh, like I fucking had one of those. <laughs> I was in the first jump scare. I literally yelled, damn it, Jason. <laughs> like, and Riley's like, why are you yelling at yourself? Because I, like, I let my guard down. Um, <laughs> fuck, man. There I was don't... more jump scares in this than I was expecting. I thought it would be like a thriller mystery. Like, what's going on? Not like fucking ghost and murder. After that second jump scare is where I boarded ship, Ty. <laughs> okay. Um, so can we can we take your score with true authenticity? If you did not actually watch this film, I watched and the act- first actively avoided watching it. I watched the first. I watched enough of this movie to give it a score in all the proper categories. I did. I did. And you're gonna think I'm gonna shit on this movie. I'm really not gonna shit on this movie, Ty. Okay. The I'm interested. It's not great, but you'll see why when we get there. Um, oh, your enjoyment's like a two, probably. <laughs> um, I'm not. That's. I mean, I can't. I. Well, I disagree. I can't argue that. <laughs> okay. No, I got it. We're good. Let's get into our fucking. Let's get into our scores here. Um, hmm. plot slash story tie. I gave it a th- thirteen. Give it a fifteen. Okay. Uh, it was interesting. I, I liked. I liked the vision part of it and the mystery part of it. I was bored as shit when it was the regular girl's regular life. Yeah, I agree. There's just nothing there that I cared about. But maybe that was intentional because it was meant to be like the melancholy of her everyday normal life versus like this vibrant, extrubent 
Did I use that word correctly? Uh, no I'm trying to use big, bigger words. Nice. Um, you know, 1960s London life. Yeah. Um, no, so, it was, it was a, it was as far as a horror movie story. I mean, it was, it was good. I mean, the twist. I didn't see that coming. Um, yeah, me either. The girl, you know, the older girl being the titular Sally, and she was the one that actually killed all the men. Um, and it, you got to expand the uh, the realm of possibilities a little bit, and maybe that's where I, I haven't, I wasn't doing because it's a horror movie, and it's like, well, why is she fucking visualizing all this shit and yeah. blah 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 blah? But um, I mean, they made like there was very little explanation. She's like, yeah, I see my mom sometimes. That's yeah. Like, okay, and then it's like, yeah, now I have complete fucking visions of dead people and. I'm chilling in the fucking sixties with this other chick who is sometimes me, but sometimes not me. Yeah. And the movie had this very, uh, it had this build, you know, um, as the nightmares got worse and worse, that's when I started checking out. Oh no, it, it, incl- it, it was going up a mountain. It got worse I, and worse. I almost feel like it could have done it a little slower. I, I agree with that. It, it felt like, and maybe that's just me being scared. Um, you just wanted to be scared less. You're like, do it slower. So it's like 10 <laughs> minutes of terrifying. Um, well, no, just because it felt like really the first, cause I watched half this movie cause the first half was kind of whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it wasn't that scary. I don't know if they, if it would have done better if they started these like dream sequences earlier, you know, and then slowly built it up then. I don't know. Well, yeah. Cause, cause I mean, you get a little bit with the regular girl until you get into the 1960s aspect of it. Um, and then once that happens, the visions aren't scary. She's just you know, following this girl around and figuring out her life and stuff until she sees her get murdered, which also isn't really explained why she saw her get murdered, despite the fact that that never happened, but everything else she saw happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there was some, some plot holes with it that like, I'm not going to hit it too hard for that, but there's that there's the fact that in the final scene, she gets poisoned and the lady's <laughs> yeah. like, sit here, like relax, you're going to die. And then the other guy shows up and she's like, you know what? I'm just not going to die from this poison. I'm going to go up these <laughs> yeah. stairs yep. and fight you off and just leave and then never address the poison again. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I got that through my eyes being closed. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like I guess, but like if you're going to have that aspect, show me a reason why she's not dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I ask. Um, Yeah, and there was like an underlying story there, Um, you know, the whole kind of uh, men, I don't want to say dominance, but, you know, grubby men behavior and everything back using their power exploitation. Yeah. yeah, Back in the 1960s and even modern day. I mean, even little things like the cab driver talking to her in the beginning and yeah, you know, just the, the way it's, uh, the whole movie is, uh, perceived, not perceived, but presented. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all based on this kind of message that the director is sending. So very much like the 1960s aspect of like, kind of like the, was the, I don't want to fuck this up. Me too. Me too movement. Yeah. Yeah, that one. It was like, you know, doing whatever they wanted for them to get where they wanted to be, and that was just accepted. Yeah. Um. So that I liked that aspect of it. And, like, the ghosts were like, help us. And it was like, wait a minute, y- y'all are y'all are kind of bad people also. Yeah. Like, she fucking killed you for a reason. You were just good people. Yeah. So I was like, eh. Also, shout out to the cop who was actually a really good guy and just got hit by a car and killed. <laughs> And just that's it. Yeah, I see. I didn't see him get hit by a car because my eyes were closed. Oh, okay. Um, but like, why did they present scary. him as like this? I, dude, I was I was done. Okay. I was out of there. Why did they present him as this old grubby man? I get it. They were trying to trick people, make him think that he was the, you know, the first her manager or whatever. But like, 
If he's really this good guy, I don't think he would act the creepy way he was acting. Yeah, I, th- they definitely did that intentionally to try and make you think he's the other person. And I think the explanation is, like, he's the guy who, like, worked the red light district to help these girls. So, like, you originally see him in, like, a gentleman's club. And, like, the implication there is, like, you think it's because he's the grubby dude, but it's actually because he's probably there trying to help the girls in the gentleman's club. Yeah, but he says weird things to He does her say too. weird things. Like, I know everything about the girls in this area. Like, like yeah. I'm chill like- out, bro. <laughs> chill the fuck out, old man. Um, so that's why I was a little, I don't know, 13. It was fine. I, I liked, I liked the aspect, like the, the story that was being told in the visions. I did not like the story that was not being told in the visions. She almost killed that bitch in the library. Mm-hmm. Like that, that shouldn't have just been accepted. Yeah. <laughs> that was attempted murder. <laughs> she just runs away. Yeah. She's like, ah, right, we're, we're chilling. Yeah. And she goes to school the next day. And everyone's cool at school. I'm like, do, do you remember when this bitch tried to put scissors in my brain? <laughs> like, did we all just forget about that? <laughs> Visual slash cinematography. I gave it a 17. I gave it a 19. Okay. This looked great. It did. It looked really good. Um, the camera work was incredible. The dancing scene. Um, the 1960s dancing swing where it's going back and forth between the guy dancing. I think I had one eye open in that scene. I mean, it was that was... I, I, camera work and, and choreography to where he's doing a dance with Was a partner at the, Hollywood, at the Halloween party. No, no, no. It's, oh, it's okay. the 1960s. Um, first time you go in the first time you meet him and the guy meets the girl and she's like, come on and perform or whatever. And they dance together. Yeah. He's dancing with both girls simultaneously. Oh, where yeah, One yeah. girl goes off camera and the other one yeah. fault, like seamless. That's incredibly shot. That yeah. had to have been so hard. It looked great. I don't know about hard with all that choreography and perfectly timing switching in and out and off camera on camera that had to have been really hard to shoot um it looked really good the uh the prop not the props but kind of the uh what's the word i'm looking for here setting sets the sets Set were design. all good it felt like 1960s london i've never been to 1960s yeah. london obviously but it, i mean it, I, it immersed me in that world so just hand up i thought so oh, i know for a fact soho is a place uh-huh in new york yeah I was very confused when they were like, yeah, it's in London. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know there was another Soho. I didn't. I don't even know. I like. Yeah. I just looked it up. I had to type in Soho London because if you type in Soho, it's New York. South Manhattan. Or it's the South West Hampton, End. South. What is Soho? So, Soho. It's the West End of London. Designers. Yeah, it's it's New. Yeah, it's Lower Manhattan. Oh, you're talking about Manhattan now. Yeah, but no, Soho London is the West End. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I didn't either. I thought this was going to be 1960s New York. I feel like you could have told the same story in the other Soho. Yeah, but I'm okay with this. They just, I just had a little bit of accents. Yeah, I mean, was the actress British? Maybe. Maybe not. I, I don't know if she's actually British or not. Which actress? The main. Um, Thomas McKenzie. She is New Zealand. Okay, so she's kind of already halfway to a British accent. <laughs> okay, yeah. Australian. Um, yeah, but the set design was really good. Uh, I really liked the soundtrack as well. I was telling Riley, like, they were making fun of the girl in the movie for, like, liking, like, 60s music. Mm-hmm. And I think I might like 60s British music. I need to dive into it because I know you're not a big Beatles fan, Mm-mm. which kind of a big miss. You're, like, in a 1960s, like, movie based in London, and it's, like, you these the are the guys. And everything. Yeah, you would think there would be at least one Beatles song. Realistically speaking, it's probably too expensive to get Beatles songs in music or yeah. in movies. Which yeah, probably. Yesterday, probably spent so much money. 
Yeah. Just because that's all it was. I'm just holding my dog while we do the pod. Yeah, that's fine. He was sleeping. I woke him up. I scared you him. You threw stuff. something on him while we were recording. Yeah, and then he fucking jumped up and hit the futon. I thought he was dead. He was chewing on something. He's okay. I thought he might have choked. Um, no, the soundtrack was really good, though. So I, I do need to dive into 1960s you know, British music, like I said, because that might be my genre, Ty. I mean, I'm I fine. Even, what is that even called? 60s? 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 Grunge? Classic? Classic. It's like British music, I think. 60s rock? That might just be 60s rock. 60s British rock? Yeah, British rock. Europe rock? Yeah. No, I liked it a lot, too. It kind of fit the, the vibe of everything going on, and, and I don't know. I This movie visually is two weeks in a row where we've had very, very well-shot movies and great sound, and everything that I'm watching is fantastic. And the scary shit was scary. Yeah, you got that right. Um, which leads me to key elements, which two weeks in a row with great movies, very different, uh, movies. This was very vibrant and colorful and music yeah. where Dune's more set like scale. Well, it's like kind of grays and tans. Yeah. The hues are different everything. Yeah. Um, I gave this an 18 because it was very scary to me. Okay. I gave it a 16. Um, I mean, I literally, I screamed twice. I sheeked, 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 shrieked, shrieked. I shrieked, shrieked twice. Yeah. That's the character in Venom who could yell, so I know it's that one. Um, I was very scared, and look, I gave it an 18 just because there's probably a little bit of room for improvement for the scared factor for me. I, I, I didn't leave. Riley offered okay. multiple times to leave, and I said, no, I have to watch this. You do. Yeah, no, um, I would have been pissed if you'd have left. So if I left the theater, it'd get a 20 for the scared, but I was very scared. That being said, the bar is very low. I, I, I don't like scary movies. I've seen one in my life now, too. Um. It was scary. They set up the, the set design and everything. That was all great, like I mentioned, with the cinematography and visuals. But that's also part of the key elements. And then just kind of the messaging behind the plot of the whole men, you know, kind of, you know, taking advantage of women, kind of all that dynamic. That was also part of the key elements. And it told that story and made that kind of comment on society as well. So yeah. 18 out of 20. Yeah, I gave it 16. Um, for me, the, the three categories in order on IMDb are drama and then horror and then mystery. The drama okay. wasn't that drama. Drama E. <laughs> the drama wasn't that drama. <laughs> um, it was scary, but again, I just think I really didn't like like I loved the vision story that was going on. Mm-hmm. But like the girl part of it just felt like she had to be there for the horror aspect. Yeah. Because you can tell this movie without it being a flashback to the nineteen sixties and just show this story in the nineteen sixties. Yeah. Of this girl who's trying to be a star and then gets you know, taking advantage of and, you know, the man taking advantage of her doing whatever he wants, making her do things she doesn't want to, and her snapping and killing people, and then you could have the other cop, like, trying to solve that mystery. Like, yeah. you can tell this story in a different way, but they had it as a vision to create all the horror aspects of it, Yeah, um, which, that was fine, but the drama and stuff wasn't there for me in, in the other half of the story, and the girl just losing her shit and attempting murder in a library. Um, the mystery was good. I, I I was I didn't see the ter- twist. I'll, I'll bump it up. You don't gotta bump anything. I'm gonna bump it up to a 17. No, cause like everything was good. I just didn't like that other half of the story. Okay. I think it's even like a third of the story. I feel like most of it is the visions. Okay. But 17. It was it, they did good. It was good. It was scary. Yeah. The mystery was mysterious. Was fucking scary. They just killed an innocent man named Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. Characters, Jay, what'd you give it? I gave it a 10. Okay. Give it 12. I just don't feel like anyone really stood out in this. I don't think the main girl was anything special, if I'm being honest, as mean as that might sound to her. Um, 
I, I, I don't think the, the flashback girl, Sally, I don't think she was great. Like, there was, wasn't really any, like, compelling side characters. Maybe that's part of, like, the horror dynamic. Um, I don't know. Everyone's just kind of whatever. And, I mean, it was a cast full of a lot of people who, quite frankly, I don't really know. The two main girls have done stuff before. I, I'm Well, I know the one girl is uh, from Jojo Rabbit, I believe, the main girl. Um, yeah, that's where I know her for. She's done a few other different things as well, but she's been in some stuff. Anna Taylor-Joy has also been in a few. I think it's Anya. Queen, whatever, Anya. Queen's Gambit. Yes, which I've heard is great, and um, I want to watch because I like chess, but I have not watched yet. And then Matt Smith, isn't, isn't he a Doctor Who guy? Yes. Oh, he's going to be in Morbius. Wow. Didn't know that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, no one really stood out to me. Everyone was just kind of like, whatever. Yeah, the guy was just, I mean, he, he was whatever that first scene, and then you could tell he was just going to be a sleazy dickbag, and then he was a sleazy dickbag. Yeah. And then these two girls were just kind of vehicles for the story. There was no, like, emotional moments and scenes. Like, there's the moment of her killing the person. Yeah. And like fighting back, but that's seen as a vision. So you don't really get any emotion out of the acting of that mm-hmm. more. So just what happens. And then you have the girl freaking out, crying the entire movie, which like, that's fine. But like, there's no like growth out of it or anything. Yeah. It's just her freaking out being scared. Yeah. So there was nothing, nothing that I loved. I, I'm kind of with you. Nothing that I loved out of any of them. Um, Lindsay, the good guy, Terrence stamp is the actor. Oh, his his name is Silver Haired Gentleman. <laughs> they definitely called him Lindsay. Yeah, and he was not a gentleman. That's what I it was not a gentleman. No, he wasn't. Um Anya Taylor Joy. Princess Peach cast. Oh in, in the Mario Bros. W- with movie. Chris Pratt. And who was also Garfield. Yeah, what's what's his career path? Like what what's his end goal here? Make as much money as possible. <laughs> yeah, because he's just doing a lot of things that I think a lot of people aren't gonna like him in. I mean I, do you think he cares? I think his future paycheck will care. No. He's a huge star right now, but I think if he keeps doing this and he's just like the paycheck guy, I feel like he's going to be less of a draw. Nah, he'll people will always cast him, Ty. I don't know. Garfield? People always cast him. Is he going to do an Italian accent for Mario? No. You think no. it's just a white Mario? I think that, and then in Spanish, you'll get a, a Hispanic Mario, and then, you know. In Italy, you'll get an Italian Mario? Yeah. yeah. I want to watch the Italian cut of Mario. <laughs> with with captions only, on? Only the most authentic. <laughs> We're going to boycott the... I want to watch the sub. I want to watch the sub Mario. We're going to boycott the English version. Uh, yeah, the characters I just felt whatever about. You know, there was nothing really special that jumped out off the page to me, and I apologize to all the actors and actresses in this film, but um, even the, the bitch girl, like the... like. Bitch girl? Oh, the, the, the dorm. Roommate. Yeah. Like, she was just like, whatever. Just very generic, mean, mean girl. And, like, you really didn't need her. I don't, you didn't need any of that. You didn't, like, it just kind of made the movie take longer to get started with her going to the school and, like, going there and meeting those girls and then waiting to move into the house where the story starts. Yeah. Just cut that whole part out. Make this an hour 30 movie. Yeah. Instead of two hours. Yeah, I agree. That'd be less time in the theater for me. And, like, what, that girl does nothing later in the movie. Nope. She almost gets killed. That's it. Yeah, almost gets attempted murdered. <laughs> uh, and it's just, like, it, it just took, it just, like, slowed down the pacing of it for me, of the boring part of the movie that I didn't like. Yeah. I agree, Ty. I agree wholeheartedly. Hmm. Make it 11. 
That's why I gave plot and only a 13. Now the fun part, Jay. What'd you give it for enjoyment? Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. One. Just a solid one. I kid you not, a one. You didn't enjoy looking at the visuals? No. There was Because I was on no edge the whole time. Nope. I, I hated this movie. I hate scary movies. And I can... Um, Acknowledge that it was well made based off my other scores. Yeah. Um, but I don't like scary movies for a reason. I did not enjoy this. I watched, you know, the last 30 minutes or so, um, literally covering my ears and humming. Well, not hum. Well, I was humming for the really scary parts when, like, the ghosts were coming back. I started humming. Um, covering my eyes. And I just didn't enjoy it, Ty. I was waiting for the movie to end. I took a pee break. I didn't even have to pee. I just got up, kind of walked around. Just a breather. Like, <laughs> I took a breather. Okay. Um, but I did. I mean, I squeezed out a little bit of pee. That way I didn't feel like too much of a fraud. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just just a one. One through five is absolutely hated it. And I, I put in my, in my you know, enjoyment scale, bored, confused, unappealing, slash, scared. You just, <laughs> yeah, you just saw you type and add that to your scale. Yeah. So uh, a scary movie scared you. I don't like it for a reason. And we're not doing another one. Okay, I'll just lie to you again. It's fine. I just no. I'm do. If anything is remotely scary, I I'm I'm just gonna fake it. I mean, you do realize Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness is being touted as a slightly horror movie, horror yeah, vibes. But I I will suck that up, and that'll probably get my lowest enjoyment of an MCU movie. Gotcha. Look, man, you could do horror but not be like this. This was fucking scary. I was scared I was going <laughs> to dream about it. You could do horror but not do a good job of it. <laughs> doesn't have to be this spooky. I think they wanted it to be. I think this is exactly I what I don't they think wanted. Doctor Strange is going to be like that, though. Okay. I think Doctor Strange might be more like Joker, uncomfortable. Maybe not. Probably not. That's what I was hoping for in this film. I was like, okay, it's going to be like the Joker. I'm just going to feel uncomfortable, but I'm yeah. not going to get scared. Nope. No, it was, yeah, that was scary. Which Joker, when we saw it on theaters, I was on edge the entire time. Like, that movie I was, like, uncomfortable about. Yeah. I, this yeah. I was uncomfortable Differently, about. Differently, though. Uncomfortable? Yeah. And then I got scared. And then I was done. Okay, I gave it a 15. <laughs> um, I thought it was a fun watch. I, I liked the story. I liked the how it looked visually and everything. And it was scary, and I didn't mind that because I'm not a little girl. Whoa, don't insult little <laughs> girls like that. Come on, man. No, it was it was fun. It was a fun watch. I had a good time watching it. Um, the story, you know, had its flaws and there's plot holes, but I think overall the experience was uh, fairly enjoyable for me. I just realized something. Um, What's up? My, my last two scores are identical. What are they? 77. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, both different. I mean, not really that different of route. It's a very similar route. It's a very similar route for both movies. Two very different movies who just category by category had like two points of difference at most. Yeah. I gave it a 59. Really tanked by that enjoyment scale yeah. score. But you know what? It's, you, can't, you said it. You can't argue it. You cannot tell me how much I enjoyed a movie. <laughs> 59. 59 plus, uh, plus 14. Quick math. 60. 73. 73. Yeah, that feels accurate. Well, that's fine. 59. 18 point difference. Still not our biggest disagreement. Oh my god. No, we've had a lot of disagreements. Where's Hubie Halloween? Uh, 28. Are you aware that the Tomorrow War? Yeah, you liked it and I hated it. I forgot about that. That was a fun movie. I would I would watch that again. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would watch that again. A 34 point difference. This one despite the just <laughs> egregious one column difference. <laughs> 18. Mhm. Not bad. Yeah, you know what like even though it hurt my enjoyment, me being scared helped the key elements. So how about the, that? It did. Yeah, you gave it more love there. <laughs> I can't argue that. Um, I was also thinking because the, the Matrix, this is just totally random. Um, the Matrix trailer came on when we saw, uh, did we see whatever we saw together? What? What did we? At Dune. Dune. The Matrix trailer came on. Yep. And I think I I put I liked Bliss. Well, I didn't like Bliss. I gave it a fifty six. I liked it more than you because I think Bliss is just a Matrix ripoff. Now that I think about it, yeah, kind of f- false reality. It's just like a love story Matrix ripoff when you you leave it like not knowing whether or not what's reality or not. And I was like, man, that's a really good idea. And then like when I saw the Matrix trailer, I was like, they've done this before. It's the fucking Matrix. Yeah, um, I've never I'm, seen the Matrix though. I gave Bliss a thirty five, and I'll tell you, I'm really not looking forward to the Matrix. <laughs> Well, I, I gotta. I'm gonna watch at least the first one, for the new one. I won't. I won't be doing that. The The Matrix is like really well regarded, Ty. Yeah, I. I don't know what You're it not is. Not gonna do homework for the pod. I am. I'm gonna go watch the movie. It's a soft reboot. I want to be the new generation of Matrix fan. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, what is this collectively? A 68? Was it 68 yeah. out of a hundred? Tying it with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, 68 and a half is the binge 69 Tom Clancy without remorse vacation friends 65 or 67.5 last night in Soho and Zack Snyder's Justice League two movies I couldn't wait to end two movies that also <laughs> if you looked it's the exact same situation here where I gave just uh, Zack Snyder's a 76 you gave it a 60 mm-hmm. same situation where I just carried both of these movie scores mm-hmm. yeah but if I did that you'd say I'm too easy and I give two hives. You lit the last movie we were just talking about before this was Bliss, in which you gave it twenty one points higher than me. I just want our average is only point zero zero point two apart now. Yeah, we're fairly we're fairly consistent. I've been purposely tanking my scores just to get us back down. Okay, you just like you get no. your category set <laughs> no. up, and then you're like, you know what? Minus five. No, I don't, I don't do that. That'd be funny though. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie's pretty well regarded though uh, critically. Seventy four tomato meter missing one percent for that coveted certified fresh Ooh, it's not certified um, fresh 91 audience now in theory based on our uh, our scale um i would give this a rotten however if i was a film reviewer i would either abstain from the review or i think i would give it a fresh and make an exception for our scale just for this you know specific movie but it's not how the scale 90% works percent of the time i would just abstain and not review this movie okay or if I did, if like I was like, let's say I was just hired by whatever, and they were like, "Hey, you have to review this movie," I'd probably give it rotten because I, I in my review, I'd write, "I hate scary movies. My boss made me do this." 
that would probably get some laughs out of readers. <laughs> but then, like, watch you do that for, like, a like the best scary movie ever made. You're forced to watch it, and you're, like, the guy is why it has a 99 instead of 100. You're the, the Armin White. The Armin White who yeah. uh, gave this a rotten score. Dude's such a dickhead. Um, last night, this is his, uh, his article title. Last Night in Soho is a misconceived feminist mashup. Uh, movie nerd Edgar Wright shifts his unusual lad humor to girl power mode with Last Night in Soho. Suburban girl Eloise goes to study fashion design at the University of Arts in London, where a time-shifting obsession with 60s pop culture and her family troubled, and her family's troubled emotional history cause a crack up. It's another promising young woman. Yikes. Um, <laughs> this musical, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. This musical horror comedy, comedy. This was not funny. And nor was I, do I think it was trying to be funny in any way. Musical? There was music, Every not a musical. Has, did this guy watch this movie? He didn't, because continue your thing. Um, puts right outside his geek wheelhouse. It's possible that young women respond to pop culture differently than boys do. Ellie's fashion mania doesn't correspond to her British pop records crush. So that her, I, boys, so that her isolation from college means girls just seem contrived. Instead of probing Ellie's eccentricity right marks right marks boxes on focus features feminist checklist she's suspicious of men's advances like okay that's a feminist Duh. checklist because you're suspicious that men want to you know you, you you have power to say no you're like a 19 year old girl in a city by herself she befriends a black gay male classmate now pause quote hold on quote this parentheses quote i know what it's like to feel like you don't belong end quote Pause. You didn't watch this movie. He, they had sex. I'm pretty sure he was inside her. <laughs> yeah. And then she saw someone get murdered, and and you know, rightfully was not in the mood anymore. Yeah. Um, he was not gay. Maybe a little less, like not super masculine, but that doesn't make him gay. He he had sex with this girl. He didn't watch this movie. And the third checklist of the feminist checklist. And after leaving the girl's dorm, the rented bed sit in which she hallucinates is ostentatiously, ostentatiously pink. She has a pink bed. <laughs> it's a feminist checklist tie. <laughs> she got, she got a pink bed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Wright labors to make this genre mashup dazzling when Ellie fantasizes a massage parlor that was formerly the Rialto nightclub. That's where Sandy emerges amid split mirror reflections and several dance numbers and stage performances, carefully choreographed as in Wright's Baby Driver, but even more wrongheaded. Wright, unlike his colleague Tarantino, has less than great taste in popular music. He uses dreadful 60s cover versions, which means his evocation. I hate when I can't pronounce a word that he writes because it makes me sound stupid. Well, that's how he tries to sound smart. Evocation of Sandy Shaw, Cilla Black, and Petula Clark don't resonate. Um, Yeah. I, I'm just gonna say this guy didn't watch this movie. One of his fucking it sounds like he watched like the until it got scary like me, and then he got the Cliff Notes version of this movie, and just saw that she was talking with this black dude who wasn't super masculine. And was like, you know what? He's probably gay. Yeah. Uh, last paragraph. It's unimaginative to subject the token black gay friend Michael Ajao. He's not gay. Can we confirm that Michael Ajao is the character we're thinking of and we're just not totally forgetting about a character? I'm like 99% sure. Me too. But just to hammer the point home, um, I don't even see him on Rotten Tomatoes. Michael Ajao. He's, Why does he not show up? They're listening. I'm just going to Google. Oh, there it is. Michael Ajao. 
John, 100% the yeah. boy she had sex with. Yeah. Um, Got it. Uh, <laughs> it's unimaginative to subject the token black gay friend Michael Zhao to the same sacrificial hacking as in Kubrick's The Shining. He doesn't die. Yet everything about Wright's checklist filmmaking is unsatisfying. Trying to make both a pop culture jamboree and expose of female exploitation means Last Night in Soho is diversity gone mad. I'm, I'm fucking blown away by this. This man did not watch this movie. His entire talking point, the token gay black friend who dies, A, is not gay, B, does not die. He very much gets stabbed, but he just survives it. Much like the girl who got poisoned survived it. Talk about that. Yeah, and he's not gay. Not gay. Maybe bisexual, I'll say it. Nothing in the movie even. Implies that whatsoever. Yeah. If there's ever a time I wanted to message Ar- if His name's Armand. Armand. It's with a D, and we always say Armin White. Fully think, okay with it. We just stick with it. Yeah. We he doesn't get the respect of having his name pronounced correctly. Um, If there was ever a time, like, he's reviewed a lot of movies, you know, poorly. That shouldn't have been reviewed poorly. This yeah. is the one time I kind of want to be like, hey, did you even read this? Or does he have a Twitter? This? He does. At 3X Chair. At th- <laughs> What? At 3X Chair. 3X Chair. Why does – what is that name? I don't know. Armand White. Okay, how uh, does he does he have an article on here? Cause I'm gonna quote tweet it. I'm gonna he, call this motherfucker out. He does. He tweeted October 30th. Not funny. Not scary. Last night in Soho is an incoherent mess. I hope Edgar Wright can do better next time. Does this one have his? Last night in Soho is a misconceived feminist mashup. This he's got the tweet that links to his article. I'm gonna call his ass out after this. He's this is, I mean, he doesn't get a lot of engagement, so he will see your tweet. He just didn't watch this movie. Am I? I'm not going fucking crazy. There was a sex scene. He got kicked out of the house because he wasn't supposed to be there because he was having sex with this girl. Mm-hmm. Which, by the definition, is even the opposite of gay. Even if they weren't having sex, they were very much making out. He and... was on top of her, legs spread out. They're kissing on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Not gay. No. Not that it'd be a problem if he was. We're just pointing out the He's fact He's not. That... And you can't try and say, oh, fucking left agenda, gay, black guy. He's just not gay. Whether I agree or disagree with your opinion, you're factually wrong. Um, he's actually tweeted about it like three times. Um, the other two tweets that, because I read out one, the other one was Edgar Wright's genre mashup in Last Night in Soho is cultural dif- disinformation. He gets the 60s wrongs, just like he got the movie wrong, then adds cheap shocks and trite feminism, and then his other tweet. And, and I had hoped at one time that Edgar Wright was moving forward. Got it. This guy's a fucking trip. I had a good time with the movie. You didn't like it, but you respected it. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, I closed my eyes half the movie, and I know that one of the characters wasn't gay. Yeah. Um, rotten, random, rotten, random, <laughs> random Rotten Tomatoes fucking, my, movie review. My brain's everywhere. Our podcast is checking in at under 40 minutes, Ty. This is a power um, speed-through podcast. That's okay. Random? We got a big one next week, though. Eternals. So right. Some would say that movie's going to be eternally long. No podcast. No, I don't think so. I think it'll just be a little longer. The only scary movie I had seen to this in my life before, Devil. PG-13. Not as scary as this movie. And I was 10 years old. I was 12 years old. (laughs) The movie's only PG-13. It's not even fucking rated R. This Uh, was your first rated R horror movie? Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Uh, I was dating uh, Alyssa, who is now uh, dating Conrad, one of our best friends. Yep. Um, 2010, mystery, thriller, horror. Only an hour and 20 minutes. That's a short movie. It's a very short movie. It felt like three hours when I watched it. 
Um, 99 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. 50,000 plus reviews audience. Okay. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, I it, didn't know that. And if you don't recall, this is the one where at the end, like, the old lady turns out to be the devil or whatever. But she's, like, she's already dead in the elevator, but yeah. it turns out she was still her killing everybody. Yeah, classic Shyamalan twist. Yeah. Woody twist. Um, you ever seen Robot Chicken? I've seen parts of it, yeah. Yeah, they got a, they got a yeah, M. Night Shyamalan thing where he just goes around. He's like, Woody twist. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I vaguely remember this not being, re- like, received well. I mean, it's M. Night Shyamalan, so that might be an easy thing to say. Well, he's he's a hit or miss guy. Some of his movies are great. I feel like he's mostly miss. He was hit or miss, and then he just turned into miss. He's a baseball player. He's batting like three hundred, which is not good in the movie world. Okay, yeah. but he's like a he's like a Jorge Soler though, where he's like batting <laughs> like two hundred but hits fucking tanks. No, no, he's not Jorge Soler. He's fucking a guy who had one really good season to start his career, and that's carried him the rest of his career. Like, he's been okay since then, but not as good. I can't think of an example because he had Cody a sixth sense. I mean, he's young. If his career <laughs> continues, yes. If his career continues, hey, he hit like 400 in the playoffs. He did. He was, watch your mouth. He was fucking electric in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to go with um, – let's go Let's go 16%. Oh, my God. You undershot it. 49%. Damn. 43 audience. 49. Yeah, it's not that bad. Uh, first critic review. Devil isn't really scary. I uh, beg to differ. <laughs> the acting stinks, and it's not that clever, but you can rest knowing that the culprit isn't a hand puppet. A hand puppet? I don't know if that's a shot at one of his other movies. I don't know. Is a hand puppet? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that's referencing. Me neither. Um, that's all I got for you, Ty, though. Next week, Eternals. <sighs> yep. New Morbius trailer. Morbius said Venom. Venom. Uh, Tom Holland's going to be in the Venom universe confirmed. Venom's, Venom's going to be in the MCU universe. No. Confirmed. No. Michael Keaton in this trailer again says Venom, says the shit that happened in San Francisco, implying Venom. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man's on the wall. There's an Oscorp oh, tower. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's in the first one. It's oh. like a poster of him. They thought he fucked up. It's confusing. There's an Oscorp tower that looked like it was the exact same tower from the Amazing Spider-Man franchise. Mm-hmm. Could just be generic. Could just be them trying to mix in all three universes. Who knows? All I know is Eternals is next week. and has nothing to do with any of that. And I can't wait. And I can't fucking wait for Eternals. After that, it's undecided. It's Ghostbusters. King Richard, book. I thought. Oh, are we doing oh, King, no, Richard? King Richard this week? I don't remember. We'll figure it out. Possibly Ghostbusters. But next week, Eternals, MCU. Go see it. Yep. Don't, don't not see it because this movie actually has gay people in it. It's getting, like, reviewed. It's getting, it's the thing. It's getting, like, majorly review bombed. By like people who obviously no. haven't seen it yet, because there's a gay. Character. Yeah, because there's apparently a gay love scene. Jeez, yeah, nice. Love that. Love us. Love weird. us. Love humanity. Good shit. But go see it. We're gonna talk about it. In the meantime, be good friend.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.